Hello, and welcome to the Hula Talk podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and this is a podcast about the hula hoop community and all it has to offer. So welcome back. So I'm actually changed my mind between recording last episode and this one. I decided to skip over day versus night hoops because I feel like what I'm talking about today and what I talked about last time pretty much incumbents the entire thing. So today, instead, as the title suggests, we're going to be going over fire hoops and like a little bit of fire safety. So to get things started, um, pretty much fire hoops are... Um, hoops that get wicks put onto them. It's typically made out of Kevlar, but you can use, uh, some are used like denim or like an old style and it's pretty much attached to like a metal prong that then gets attached to the hoops, either permanently attached or they have removable ones. And then, depending on where you attach them, kind of changes how you would do and use the hoops. So, typically, you have them on the outward end of hoops. And um, I feel like a pretty standard, like, low amount is three. Uh, and then it just goes up from there to, like, four, five, etc. Um, the most I've seen, like, commonly used is, like, 12 by Ali Hoop Mama. She has a 12 wick and like that just blows my mind. But um, I myself use a 3 wick. It's very important to make the wicks equidistant from each other so it keeps the hoop balanced. It's more of like a it's like a good safety precaution. But um, some people will put the wicks on the inside. I've done this, and then it's like a ISO hoop, so you can do more um, isolations with it easier and things like that. Uh, kind of changes how you can use the hoop entirely compared to the other. And then there's also um, like center wicks, so it's like this long metal wire in the middle of the hoop from like one uh, side to the other, pretty much like a diameter. And then right in the middle of it is the wick. I've never used these, but they seem pretty cool. I know some people like to juggle with them, but I've been told uh, it's not the best idea to do since juggling can damage hoops. Um, But that pretty much is like the main differences between uh, like hoop styles and things like that um, so then we can go into like a little bit more about actually using the fire props and things like that so uh, my big tip would be to practice with them unlit before you really light it just because you'll get a feel for uh, the extra length on the end of the hoops and you won't actually end up hurting yourself or burning yourself while doing this, obviously. Uh, a lot of times if I'm practicing, if I touch the wick, even just for like a split second, I'll say, up, oh, burnt myself, just to kind of reiterate like, okay, like be a little more conscious of what you're doing with it. Um, but in the end, mild burns are inevitable. I mean, 
you're flinging around flames and metal that gets really hot from it. Uh, all in all, it's very it's good to be conscious of what you're doing while you're doing it. Um, I recommend, I believe it's the Flow Art Institute on their website. They have a fire safety course. I think it's like $25 at most. Totally worth taking. It's like a big delve into uh, pretty much how to safety for people, but also how to be safe while using fire because um, you want to make sure that your career in using fire is long and you want to just extend it by knowing how to do things properly. So uh, next up, I'm going to talk about fuels. Again, pretty much all of the information that I have is from that video on fire safety, but I have three types of gas that are mainly used. So um, when I was starting out, I used rubbing alcohol just because it was cheap, it burns very like low heat, and it's very easy to put out compared to the other fuels. Um, the lights pretty easily and the burns don't last as long. I want to say uh, saturating my wicks and maybe lasted three to four minutes. So it was nice to just kind of ease my way into it. Now I mainly use white gas or camping fuel. Uh, it can be picked up at like Walmart or uh, camping stores pretty much. You can get a large size jug of it for like 20 bucks. Um, and that's very hot fuel. Um, it has some fumes. Oh, another thing with the alcohol is it doesn't have a lot of fumes, so that's more ideal. I know some people use it when they do fire performances inside. So that's like another thing to add into the thought is the combustion from it. So you, there's like the heat that comes off of it, and then there's also the smoke and the fumes and everything so you want to be wary of that with like what environment you'll be doing everything in but so the white gas is pretty common for what a lot of people use um also all of this like i don't know why this just popped in my head but um this is all completely different from like breathing fire that you use I don't even remember what it's called I've never breathed fire one of my friends has though but you would never use any of this stuff for that just putting it out there so no one potentially tries um and then the third I feel like most common would be a tiki torch fuel so this is a I don't remember what type of heat it is I feel like it's not as hot as white gas but it does not ignite as easily so like white gas and alcohol pretty much like you can barely touch it with the flame and it'll ignite but the tiki torch fuel you'll have to sit there for a little bit for it to actually light but it lasts a long time and it's really like it's good with wind more so and then some people will mix them so if you mix white gas with tiki torch fluid you'll end up it'll light easily but then it'll also burn longer but the tiki torch fluid has the most smoke and soot 
and like fumes that come off of the fire so it's like only really for outside use and then when fueling you want to a lot of times you want to use a container that is strictly for it and it's all you want to use it for uh, it's usually recommended to use a empty paint bucket just because no one will drink from it you'll never have any issues with it and you can seal it off once it's finished um, I know I think some people use like uh, ammo boxes to do it in there's like a bunch of different ways to do it you just want to make sure it's labeled and like far away from people that would potentially consume it by accident and after you fuel it um, there's like a lot of talk between like fully saturating it or just quick dipping um, I myself don't know like which one's better which one's worse because I've done both I've seen people do both I feel like it's all really preference but afterwards you always want to spin off your fuel so uh, this either will be literally spinning your prop which then gets off all the excess fuel so then no little fireballs will fly off of the hoop the only thing with doing that method is that the fuel goes everywhere and it's on the ground and everything so it's technically not the best for the environment but you could also if you have I forget what kind of gloves you're supposed to use again watch do that safety course it's very good you'll be technically fire safety certified even though I also recommend going to take a safety class in person just to really get like I feel like it adds a professional touch especially when you do performing with it but um, you use a special kind of gloves that like won't melt or do anything when touching the fuel and you actually like wring it out essentially by squeezing it into the fuel container so you keep conserving the fuel and you get off the excess so some important things to do when trying to spin fire and when you're going to do it and then next I'm going to talk about safety itself while doing it so you really want to wear like organic fabrics like 100% cotton bamboo things like that because the igniting factor i can't think of the words right off now but um pretty much they don't ignite as easily as others um types of fabrics do and also like more dense clothing obviously will not light as easily and when they burn they just completely burn where like some synthetic fabrics will end up melting which can then lead to more issues like melting to your skin um it's important to have like no dangly strings or things that'll catch on fire easily just to keep yourself safe and everything um i feel like it's important with longer hair to tie it back or even to dampen it it's depending on what you'll be doing just because hair is dead skin cells so it's very flammable and you don't want any issues coming from that i mean i've even just singed off my arm hair which isn't long and i mean it's all in all inevitable um and then it's also important to have a safety person 
someone to watch you and call out if you were, are to catch on fire. Um, they also should have something to put out fires if you are not able to. Like, uh, typically you want like a duvet cloth, which is a treated, um, small rag typically, although they have larger ones, or even like a fire blanket. Pretty much something that they can just come in and pat down the fire to put it out. Um, but nine times out of ten, you want to call it out first, because uh, most of the time the person can actually put it out and then it doesn't put anyone in danger so much. Because if you just run in without letting them know, uh, lots of things can happen. It can be like a teeter-totter of events. But, all in all, um, yeah, I, the main thing really in, to take away is that it's important to do, learn your fire safety, you want to know all the ins and outs really, you want to do your research with it, um, pretty much just to stay safe because it is a dangerous thing to do no matter what, um, and yeah it kind of got serious but that's pretty much the end of this week uh i hope you guys are enjoying it i know i'm pretty much enjoying making it i fell a little behind with this week so this was a little rushed so i apologize for that but i will be back next week chipperer um not recording this at like almost one in the morning and uh, I don't even know what topic we'll be talking about, so it'll be a surprise for all of us. But you can follow us on Instagram at Hula Talk Podcast. You can email us at Hula Talk Podcast at gmail.com. Um, on the Instagram, you can find all the other places that you can listen to us at, leave us suggestions, and every all the above. My personal Instagram is Rye Hoops. That's R Y E H O O P S. Uh, yeah leave suggestions for ideas because i need some good ideas that people want to listen to but other than that take care everyone have a great week